Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I hope you are well. So today, we're going to be talking about politics. Well, actually, we're not going to be talking about politics. We're going to be talking about the behaviour of politicians. Today is about discussing human behaviour and some things that now, if you are in the UK and certainly if you're in other parts of the world, specifically America, um, there are things going on in our political landscapes which highlight some of the challenges we face as human beings if we want to expand and grow, not just individually but also as a, as a wider society and a global um, a global set of peoples. Um, so we're going to discuss that. We're not going to talk about politics as such. I'm not going to share my political views with you. And there's a reason for that. It's because I don't. Um, I'll talk about a lot of different things, a lot of subjects that sometimes people might find difficult to talk about. I'm very comfortable to talk about them. I'm very talk- comfortable to talk about spirituality, religion. I'll, I'll discuss kind of views, thoughts, and I'll share opinions on that. Um, same around sex and sexuality, very comfortable to talk about those kind of things. But there's only two subjects that are out of bounds for me to discuss. Um, politics and my political views are only ever shared with my very close family and my very close friends, never with anybody else. I've never discussed my political views with anybody but my very tight inner circle. And then there's one subject which is completely out of bounds for me. I never discuss it. I never want to hear about it. If it's something that's been discussed or talked around, when I'm there, I will remove myself from that conversation immediately. And that is toilet humour. So if you're in a position where you want to tell jokes or discuss anything about any bodily functions, anything that's liquid, solid, or gas that leaves your body, if you want to talk about that or make jokes about it, I will be nowhere near that conversation. Even the hint of that kind of subject, and I'm out of there. Toilet humour, I discuss with nobody, not even my very close friends and not even my family members. That's something that's very private to you. It should be private to you and it's private to me. So there you go. You've learned a bit about me this morning. I don't share my political views. If you do know them, it means you're a very close friend or family member. Um, and as far as toilet humour goes, you know, that never gets discussed with anybody. Right, let's get into human behaviour around politics and politicians' behaviour. For complete transparency, I'm recording this on the 22nd of October. It's going to be going up on the 24th. It's this, I'm recording this on the Saturday morning. It's going to go up on the Monday morning. And the, the podcast after this, which will be on the 31st of October, is also going to be recorded today because I need two weeks. I've got a very busy two weeks coming up and I want to get them done ahead of time. And in a way, the, the fact I'm doing that this this morning is because recently, as far as yesterday and the last couple of days, in the UK, I have been watching and been <laughs> witnessing fucking pantomime in Whitehall and Westminster. So if you're not from the UK, Westminster, Whitehall, this is where our this is this is our seat of political power in the UK. It's in London and to watch what's going on down there right now, it's an absolute joke and it's a joke to somebody who lives in this country. So to what it must look like to the outside world, I have no idea. But we have a, a, a prime minister Liz Truss has been in office for 45 days and resigned, the shortest serving Prime Minister in UK history. She's come in, caused catastrophe, and has now had to leave, now having to have somebody else coming in. And while that's been going on here, I'm also, I watch the news, I tend to get my news from the BBC, um, just talking in America again about all this stuff around Donald Trump coming up again, you know, that shit shows going on across there, you know, 
Biden and Trump supporters at each other's throat. In this country, we've got people from the Conservatives and the Labour arguing and going on about how they're right, they're wrong. Oh, what I want to talk about today is something that's very obvious how we seem to have had in the last few years in most Western countries, I will say, and I'm sure it's in, in other parts of the world too, we seem to have got to a stage where we simply cannot find a compromise that works for everybody. There seems to be so much us and them. In the UK, you'll know this, but if you're not from the UK, let me just kind of educate you a little bit. We have two major political parties. We have Conservatives and we have Labour. There are other parties. There's Liberal Democrats and other people, Independents, Green, all this kind of stuff. But the two main political parties are the Conservatives and Labour. Across in America, as I understand it, you have two main political parties. You have the Democrats and the Republicans. We seem to have a situation where whoever's in government the people who are in opposition to that government always think they would do and could do better. So they spend their entire time in opposition, saying how they should be in actual power and how the people in power are making a real fuck-up of the situation. And the people who are in power do the very best to convince everybody listening that they're doing a great job and that the opposition would only make it worse. And this has gone on for ever. As long as I've been watching politics, I've been the person who had... The kind of was was older to comprehend it. That's always been the case, and eventually, whatever party's in, let's say the Conservatives as they are now, eventually it'll be Labour, and then eventually it'll be Conservatives again, and it'll flick flack, flip flop between those parties forever, as it has done in America with Democrats and Republicans. What I'm more concerned about at the moment is in recent months, and certainly from what I pick up in the USA, now again, I don't live there, so this is only coming from what's given to me from my news channels. Not only is it the fact that we can't, it's kind of almost like jokey how people are, you know, I don't agree with you. And, you know, if, if it's almost like, sounds like if a Democrat said the sky was blue, the Republicans said, no, you're wrong, it's green. And, and at times that was kind of just almost, it was almost a joke how people used to just, be opposite but now it's i think it's taking a more sinister turn certainly what seems to have happened in the usa is that the the these two parties the the, the republicans and the democrats or more importantly as they call these is trump supporters and democrats it's like the republican party is now being termed the trump supporters as though donald trump is the republican party now again i'm not american but what I'm thinking is, hang on, this has actually got to a stage now where the reason Trump's in the news now is because he's been investigated for what went on in the Capitol riots. So that's where something that was political has actually taken to the streets and become violence. And here in the UK, you know, we've had situations recently in this country where some things that were political, such as Brexit, um, certainly Brexit, has, has, has caused people to go to the street and commit acts of violence. Now, for me, whatever your political views are, like I say, I don't share mine, but if you choose to share your political views and you want to have debate and healthy debate around whatever you want to talk about, that is your right. As living in a, in a country of free speech, you have the ability, or the right, not the ability, you have the ability, but also the right, to discuss your viewpoint and put your point across. But if that steps over healthy debate into violence and damage to property that becomes a very different thing and i think there's something here now how that's showing itself about how human behavior can be affected by something that we perceive we can 
sort out, but we can't. The one thing that people struggle with, and and this is now going back, forget the political stuff at the moment, this is going back to you personally, whoever's listening to this. Sometimes what happens to us is we get something that we, we don't like, something in, in our life we need to change. There's something that's not going the way we want it to go. So that might be we're having some issue with um, a, a member of his family or we might have a situation with somebody working with. So we have a situation where there's a disagreement and then we try to resolve that disagreement. And if that disagreement isn't resolved, then it goes and it starts to get more of a kind of a, an animated disagreement and eventually it becomes frustration. Frustration becomes anger and the anger can come out in some very destructive and damaging ways. So you can find people that literally, how many times, you must know, I know, I know, you know, you've gone out on a night out when I was younger and there's a couple of folk arguing over a game of pool or, you know, it's my go, it's not go, and oh, I'm playing next. And next thing you know, that descends into all, it descends into a fight and you get people committing violent acts over something that started off really innocuous, but just the frustration built up. So what I'm saying is, in, sometimes as humans, if we can't process what's going on, if we feel we're being disrespected or we can't find a solution that we think works for us, frustration comes in, frustration becomes anger, and anger can come out in, 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 in violence. So what's happening now here in the UK is this is just a pantomime. What's going on right now is we've got two political parties that are so far apart they can't even comprehend what mid-ground looks like. There's no way they can ever agree with each other and because they can't agree with each other how on earth do we solve problems if you're somebody listening to this who will never change your viewpoint and i would find that very difficult because if you're listening to my stuff you're into person development and part of person development and actually getting into person development and it making it work for you is that you need to change when there's evidence what you're doing isn't working for you so that's the whole thing about personal development. You have to change a lot. You can't stay with a viewpoint because somebody who's got a viewpoint on something that they won't change, how can you move forward if you're not willing to change? You know, I, for many years, um, especially around exercise, you know, I had, I had certain ways that I thought I should exercise, I should do this, should do that. The only way I've moved forward, got healthier, physically, mentally, emotionally, is because I've been willing to listen to other people, have discussions, taking facts, facts, you know, all those things, and experience, my experience of something, and then based on those facts and information and those experiences, then I've been able to change course and try something different. It would appear right now in the world of politics, they aren't willing to do that. So we've actually got something, and this is in itself is, is somewhat comical. In fact, beyond comical, it is, a, it is a pantomime. Six weeks ago, the current, the Prime Minister of the time, Boris Johnson, was thrown out of his job because people didn't think he was morally fit to run the country. And again, that was their opinion. We all have our opinion on whether he was or he wasn't. Okay. But the people in, in his own party said, no, he needs to go. They've got rid of him. And now there are people saying he can sort the problem out. So it's like he got, got rid of him. And, he's, and it's almost like he's been asked to come back. It's, he's been asked to come back and clear up the mess from his own assassination. They got rid of him. Now they want him to come back and solve the mess that's, that, that's been created since he went. This, to the outside world, must make us a bit of a laughing stock. And I'm sure it does. Equally, if you're in America right now, let me tell you, we're looking in at what's going on there. That's a bit of a pantomime as well. I only see what I see of Joe Biden, who, who looks to me like a gentleman that's that's maybe not fit to do that job mentally. 
You know, that's what we're told. And from the evidence we see in the sound bites and the bits of kind of video clips of him kind of forgetting things and confusing himself, you think, hang on, he's maybe, you know, he's maybe not, he maybe should be, maybe he's not fit to do that job. I don't know. Again. And then you've got Donald Trump, who again, from what we see, he's, he's, he looks to me like this is some kind of arch criminal that's a thief and a, 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 a very kind of, a very unsavory kind to say the least. And, and is your next hope? People are not willing to compromise. This is what happens. You, the mess is made, we can sort it out. So the next party needs to come in and sort it out. What's wrong with actually the parties that, as they currently stand, opposition and the people that are in government? Can we not find mid-ground? Can we not find work and work on this together? And it would seem to most people that's a really sensible thing to do. But it's very difficult for that to actually happen because you've got something involved and it's egos. It's egos, feelings and emotions. And these things all mixed together are unhealthy mix. If you forget the political landscape, take it into your own lives. You will have relationships with other people, family members, maybe ex-wives, ex-husbands. And those situations, again, they can sometimes be very difficult to find a compromise in. And if you can't find a compromise, all you end up having is an argument. There's all this energy expended in, I'm right, you're wrong, you know, and nothing ever gets done towards creating a solution. So, as you are listening to me, and as I talk about being a better you, let me give you a couple of ideas that I think you might want to consider. Firstly, any thought or opinion you have, you have to accept the fact that your opinion might not be correct. It's your opinion, but what you have the opinion on might not be correct. Equally, right? Equally. The person who's got an opinion with you, they might not always be wrong, okay? So you're not, you're not always going to be right, and they're not always going to be wrong. But are you willing, are you grown up enough? Are you advanced enough from a growth perspective yourself? Are you enlightened enough, is the right word to say, to be able to sit down and say, hmm, what's best for everybody here? If you ask that question, what's best for everybody here? That's a different question that brings a different answer to what's best for me here. You see, there's a subtle difference. If you go into something, what's best for me here, and you ask that question, you'll get an answer. But if you say what's best for everybody here, that becomes a very different question and a very different answer. And we have to remember, while ever you see people as being opposed to you, or if you like, to some degree, your enemy, then you're going to have a different attitude towards that person, full stop. I know some of the people who list this podcast own businesses, and I know at least a couple of them do, and the one thing I'm always very, um, I always say this, and I'm, I'm, I'm very kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I've had a coffee, see, my, my mind's working, my mouth's working faster than my head, or my head faster than my mouth, whatever it is, coffee. Calm down. I'm always quick to say this to people who own businesses, never look at people who do what you do, the people that have got a similar kind of role to you, whether that's in a business you work for or in, in a, if you're a business owner, somebody with the same kind of business as you, never see them as competitors. They're not competitors. They're not the enemy. Your role in anything, whether it's in your, your business life or if it's in a career or friendship, is to make people partners, which means you're actually colleagues. You're working together and you can work and you can always make that work. My success in business 
and it was success in business, um, was based on the fact that I always made people partners with me, not competitors. I could always go to people that would be perceived by people around me to be my main competitors, and I could work with them. I could find ways for us to actually all win. There's always a win-win situation if you look for it, always a win-win situation. Now, if you're not willing to compromise or change your viewpoint, you can never find win-win, because then it's always what you want, but no, what's best not for you, but what's best for us here. So if the people... The Conservatives and the the Labour parties in this country sat down in a room together, I don't know, get themselves there, get a couple of drinks in there, you know, maybe they could have a bit of a meal and discuss, hey, what's best for the country? What's best for everybody here? They'd find the solution because they're not unintelligent people. Don't get me wrong. These people in power, you've got to remember, these are people that are highly educated. Whether they've got a lot of life experience and whether they are qualified to, to talk about people who have come from a completely different level of society... A lot of these are public school um, educated, whether they can really understand what it's like to for some people in, in the countries that they they they, they lead and, and they, they govern. That's questionable, but they're not unintelligent. Sit down, what's the solution works for everybody? Same in America. What if people sat down? What if the Republicans and you know, Republicans not the Trump supporters, the Republicans and the Democrats sat down and said, Right, what could we what's the best solution for everybody? different answer would come from that so take that into your own life right now if you're having difficulties with somebody are you looking at that person you're having a difficulty with and are you seeing them as a competitor or an enemy because straight away the viewpoint of competitor or enemy will rile you it'll get that kind of it'll it'll put you in a different attitude towards them it absolutely will but if you can think ah this is somebody who is a colleague or a potential partner, somebody can work with for a better solution, you will have a different attitude towards that person. And what you discuss, providing you're both willing to have that conversation and go into that mid-ground and find something that works for everybody, that's where success comes, that's where advancement comes. I suppose one of the most troubling things going on at the moment, and it's not political, but it kind of is political really, is what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia conflict. You know, is what's going on right now in that conflict the best thing for everybody concerned? Not just between them two countries, but globally. Is that the best thing for everybody? And the answer is a categorical no, it is not. This is destructive. There are people losing their lives. You know, this is this is ridiculous. But yet, when will it end? And it's only going to end when people can sit down and come up with something that works for everybody. And right now, it would appear that neither... Mr. Zelensky or Mr. Putin are willing to sit down and compromise. No, we want what we want. And what's that caused? Death, destruction, and quite frankly, you know, I, I, I would have found, if somebody would have said to me 10 years ago, we would this would be going on in Europe, I, I wouldn't have believed him. You'd think we've come so far from that. But the reality is we haven't in some ways. Because although we've moved forward in some things technologically, we have new phones, we have the fact we can send satellites up there and see pictures of things that are miles away we could never have seen before. The fact I can record this and it can be heard the other side of the world, or I can take a video on my phone and put that up there. All this is massive advancements in technology that are supposed to have made our life easier. So we have moved forward, we've got so many more creature comforts, we've become more civilised in some ways. But yet at a fundamental human behaviour level, it's still tribal, and it's still about the only way we think we can solve a problem is through violence, whether that's um, violence that's spoken, so it's, it's kind of very harsh and violent words, 
but it's actually violent acts. And the fact that we cannot find that mid-ground and compromise is what's causing the problem. And it's what will be causing the problem in your life too. If you've got some challenges with people, it will be because some of you in that whatever conflict is, is not willing to move. And it is very difficult to try to find compromise with somebody who isn't willing to compromise. Because then what happens is the only person that compromises is you. And if you're not careful, sometimes by doing that often, we become people pleasers. You know this, we've talked about this before. And it's always you compromising and you're never getting exactly what you want, but the person's giving them what they want. And then all of a sudden, once people have done that, they'll do it again. So what this is about today is that we can see what's happening politically in the UK and we can see what's happening in the United States. To the outside world and to everybody, it's quite amazing. It's somewhat comical. It is a pantomime. You know, we have to learn from that, that actually that just shows you how it's not going to work and it's just getting worse. But if you're willing to compromise, if you're willing to sit down and look at what they're doing in the complete opposite, and say, okay, let's forget our what our views might be politically. Let's look at what's the best solution for everybody. Where does everybody win? And that's what you want to be focusing on. And that answer to that question, what do we have to do for everybody to win, is what we should be working towards. Not what's best for me, what's best for everybody. So the next time you find yourself put in a situation where you're not getting in with somebody, personally or professionally, sit down and say to that person, are you willing, are we willing to sit down and find something that works for everybody here? And if they are, and if you can, you will come with a solution. You will become more advanced yourself because that's an incredibly adult and the right thing to do. And you'll find that you can turn even sometimes your most vehement um, enemies or people that don't support you or your opposites in something, you can turn them into partners. And that's what you want. We're in partnership. We're sharing this earth together. It does. Uh, it will serve us all if we get on well together. And you may not be able to change what's happening in Whitehall or across there in Washington. And we certainly can't change what's happening right now in the Ukraine and Russia. That's not for us to get involved in. What we can do is what's happening and we can resolve what's going on in our own lives, personally and professionally. Start with that. Never worry about changing the world. Worry about changing yourself. And if enough people change themselves, the world will change anyway. So there you go. Hope you've enjoyed that. I will see you again soon for another podcast. Until then, take care.